Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Thank you to Switchcraft for supporting my podcasts. Switchcraft is a mobile game with a unique blend of TV-worthy writing, choose-your-own-adventure-style narrative, and thousands of magical match-three levels. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Hey, all. This is Glenn Kirshner, and you're listening to Muller She Wrote. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Muller She Wrote. I'm your host, A.G., Allison Gill. We have one big story today, and some sabotage, and some fantasy indictment league. Uh, But this first story involves recently released FEC documents about a congressman mentioned in the Mueller indictment of 12 Russians. Um, This is a relatively short episode because I'm off this week. Thank you for allowing me to have a vacation once every eight weeks. I appreciate you. Uh, But I couldn't not report this story. I know that's a double negative, but so is this congressman. So I'll dig into that, and we'll talk about the fantasy indictment league, like I said with some actual sabotage ahead of that. Hey everybody, it's AG, and today's show is brought to you by Switchcraft. This is so awesome. While match three games can be a lot of fun, it seems like most of them are very similar. Often the themes and characters change, but overall it's the same boring format. They lack that kind of cool, gripping, television-worthy story that keeps you on edge, you know, the edge of your seat. Until now, Switchcraft is a brand new take on a match three game. As you play, you unlock pieces of a beautiful, magical, and gripping graphic novel. Switchcraft is a mobile game with a unique blend of TV-worthy writing, you choose-your-own-adventure-style narratives, and thousands of magical match-three levels. The art and aesthetics are awesome. I have to say I absolutely love this. I enjoy the Woo Witch, unique, different characters. They're all diverse. And I love how unique Switchcraft is. The story features over 85 characters from a variety of cultural backgrounds, as well as differently abled and LGBTQ plus characters, which is amazing. There are thousands of levels to play while enjoying the unfolding storyline. I never get bored because the storyline is so compelling. I want to keep playing just to see what happens next. The story begins with the disappearance of your best friend. You use your magical match three skills to solve the mystery of her disappearance. I love it. I'm on chapter three now. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery today. So relatively short show, uh, but very important information. Let's jump in with just the facts. All right. This story comes from Alex Kuffner, writing for the Providence Journal in Rhode Island. And this story really only came out in local news. 
H. Russell Taub, the one-time Republican congressional candidate who was imprisoned for defrauding political donors three years ago, illegally sought help from Russian intelligence in his failed bid to unseat U.S. Rep. David Cicilline in 2016, and that's according to the FEC, Federal Election Commission. A few months before the November 2016 general election, Taub, this Rhode Island congressman, you know, running for Congress, uh, sent a direct message to a Twitter account known to be used by the GRU. That's Russia's main intelligence agency, and that's according to that FEC filing. In the message to Guccifer 2.0, Taub asked for a list of Republican donors, saying, I could use your help to defeat Cicilline. Taub provided an email address and later received a dossier that included opposition research reports, polling data, and other information about his incumbent Democratic opponent in the first congressional district race. Taub, who was 33, violated federal campaign law by, quote, knowingly soliciting, accepting, or receiving a prohibited in-kind foreign national contribution in the form of opposition research related to the candidate's opponent. And that's the conclusion by the FEC. Taub admitted wrongdoing as part of the settlement agreement with the FEC, but he was excused from paying a $31,000 fine due to financial hardship and the restitution he must pay for his previous conviction. If he's found to have misrepresented his finances, the fine will be reinstated. In 2019, after pleading guilty to wire fraud and campaign finance violations, Taub was sentenced to three years in federal prison and ordered to repay $1.1 million that he took through unregistered political action committees, unregistered, Taub admitted to raising $1.6 million in donations and using more than a million of the money on cigars, meals, clothes, airfare, strip clubs, escorts, and the like. Now, the investigation came after a Washington ethics watchdog filed a complaint against Taub with the FEC, alleging his keeping America in Republic Control Political Action Committee, excuse me, Republican Control Political Action Committee, was a scam, violating campaign finance reporting requirements. That's for the mishandling of funds, not the Russia stuff. Taub formed the PAC but never legally registered it. After finding a wealthy couple from Ohio, receptive to his appeals for money, he formed the Keeping Ohio in Republican Control PAC to solicit more money from them. Federal investigators did not initially name the couple, but according to the Cleveland uh, Plain Dealer, an FEC document later identified them as Karen Bushwald Wright, the CEO of Ariel Corporation and maker of gas compressors, and her husband, Thomas Rastin, a vice president in the Ohio-based company. They gave $1.275 million to this fucking loser. <laughs> Excuse my French. The recent FEC filing mentioned special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 election. The investigation determined that, quote, the GRU hacked the computers and email accounts of various organizations related to the 2016 U.S. election, including the DNC and the DCCC and disseminated stolen materials through fictitious online personas, including Guccifer 2.0. That's the filing. The documents sent to Taub from Guccifer 2.0, the documents, were, quote, apparently stolen from the GRU's various election-related hacking targets. Federal law prohibits any foreign national from directly or indirectly making a contribution or donation of money or other thing of value in connection with a federal, state, or local election. It also prohibits any person from knowingly soliciting accepting or receiving any such contribution or donation from a foreign national. According to prison records, Taub was released on January 13th this year. A lawyer representing him in the FEC case and Cicilline's office did not respond to requests for comment. So let's take a look at the indictment by Mueller that mentions Taub. And I'm going to need to go here into my 
uh, Pete Struck text because he's the one who sent this to me. And in this filing on page 15, this is the, uh, the indictment of the 12 Russians. It says between in or around June 2016 and October 2016, the conspirators used Guccifer 2.0 to release documents through WordPress that they had stolen from the DCCC and DNC. The conspirators, posing as Guccifer 2.0, also shared stolen documents with certain individuals. Number one, on or about August 15, 2016, the conspirators, posing as Guccifer 2.0, received a request for stolen documents from a candidate for U.S. Congress. The conspirators responded using the Guccifer 2.0 persona and sent the candidate stolen documents related to the candidate's opponent. That is this Taub guy mentioned in the indictment of the 12 Russians. But part B here says, on or about August 22nd, 2016, the conspirators posing as Guccifer 2.0 transferred approximately 2.5 gigabytes of data stolen from the DCCC to then-registered state lobbyist, a then-registered state lobbyist and online source of political news. The stolen data included donor records and personal identifying information for more than 2,000 Democratic donors. Who was that registered state lobbyist and online source of political news? We don't know. And then number three, on or about August 22nd, 2016, the conspirators, Guccifer 2.0, sent a reporter uh, sent a reporter stolen documents pertaining to the Black Lives Matter movement. The reporter responded by discussing whether and when to release the documents and offering to write an article about their release. Who was that reporter? Those are two things that are still unanswered. Also unanswered is why Taub wasn't criminally charged. Also wondering if this was one of the cases, those 14 redacted cases in Appendix D of the Mueller report, that were forwarded on to another agency. Were there criminal referrals made? Was this outside the scope of Mueller's probe, as defined by Rod Rosenstein? Is that why there wasn't an indictment for accepting a foreign in-kind contribution of value? Or did Mueller determine it had no value, much like the dirt that was never presented at the 2016 Trump Tower meeting? I'm unsure. But... Those are my unanswered questions. And with that, it's time for Sabotage. All right, here it is today. Manhattan District Attorney, the new one, Alvin Bragg, has asked his investigations chief to oversee the ongoing probe into former President Donald Trump and his business practices a day after the abrupt resignations of two veteran attorneys who had been leading the case for over a year. Susan Hoffinger, also an experienced litigator and recent addition to Bragg's executive team, will captain what has been described as a squad of about 25 lawyers, paralegals, and analysts working on the Trump org case. Over more than three years, the group has poured through millions of records related to Trump and, Trump and his operations at the Trump org, his family-run company, focusing mostly uh, recently on whether assets were illegally overvalued to secure better terms on loans and insurance rates and undervalued to get tax breaks. Bragg's announcement Thursday follows the dramatic departure of Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz, whose resignations signaled a marked shift in the probe. Multiple people with knowledge of the matter say Dunn and Pomerantz felt Bragg, who took office January 1st, was not interested in pursuing a case against Trump and had not given them direction on how to proceed. Bragg's office has said this case 
which he inherited from his predecessor, Cy Vance Jr., is proceeding. And on Thursday, his spokesperson said it was not true that Bragg was unconcerned with advancing the matter. The only people I trust in this matter? Dunn and Pomerantz. And I'd like to hear from them. And with that new information, it's time for the Fantasy Indictment League. I'm going to be indicted! No, wait, it's going to be a... Indicted! Honey, dick. Indicted! Honey, I'm going to be indicted! Oh, they can't. It's going to be okay. Just calm down. I can't calm down. I'm going to be indicted! All right, I'm going to stick with my Florida team. Gates, L.A. Key, Angles, and Sabatini. Anthony Sabatini. And then up in the D.C. USAO, U.S. Attorney's Office. Uh, and this is part of the 1-6 investigation. I'm going to pick Sidney Powell. Over to the Southern District of New York. I'm going to go with Rudy, Tonzig, and Geneva. And then, uh, let's see, superseding George Nader indictments. We got a recent story, I think I talked about this last week, that the FBI uh, had gotten a warrant to look into old Nader stuff um, because he was indicted for funneling illegal foreign money to the Hillary Clinton campaign, but not to the Trump campaign. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think superseding George Nader indictments are on the way. And I'm going to keep superseding Weisselberg on the team, even though we lost Dunn and Pomerantz. I still think that they were poised to add more charges to Weisselberg and the Trump organization, but maybe not Trump yet. We will see. Uh, if they couldn't get Weisselberg to flip, then, you know, more charges make sense. Uh, all right. That's the show. Thank you so much for your support. Thanks to our patrons. Um, we also have a, a new episode of the MSW Book Club out today. That's episode eight of Corruptible by Brian Kloss. And I'll be back with an abridged version of The Daily Beans tomorrow. I, I am on vacation, but I'm just going to do a little tiny bit of work. I'm not really going anywhere, so I want to get those headlines out to you. And we have a lot of great content via interviews that have, you've never heard before. So tune into that. And until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health and vote blue over Q. I've been AG, and this is Muller, she wrote. Muller, she wrote is written and produced by Allison Gill in partnership with MSW Media. Sound design and engineering are by Molly Hockey. Jesse Egan is our copywriter and our art and web designer by Joel Reeder at Moxie Design Studios. Muller, she wrote is a proud member of MSW Media, a group of creator-owned podcasts focused on news, justice, and politics. For more information, visit mswmedia.com. Hi, I'm Harry Littman, host of Talking Feds, a roundtable that brings together prominent figures from government law and journalism for a dynamic discussion of the most important topics of the day. Each Monday, I'm joined by a slate of Feds favorites and new voices to break down the headlines and give the insider's view of what's going on in Washington and beyond, plus sidebars explaining important legal concepts read by your favorite celebrities. Find Talking Feds wherever you get your podcasts. M-S-W Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I 
step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler. How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary. They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is lawyers, guns, and money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.